Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I never noticed it until this episode, how like loud and energetic... Our intro is for After Buzz, and then it just like cuts right into this. Uh, it's just—it's such a downer. It's such an immediate downer. <laughs> well, let's not keep them down. Let's go right into episode five. I'm your host, Courtney Henderson. We are here doing Man in the High Castle, our Amazon show. We are doing episode five, the new normal, uh, and I'm here with my two lovely handsome men. Oh, lovely <laughs> handsome. Doubled up Thank this week. Uh, my name is Keith W. Black. You can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black. And I am Taylor Bolt. You can find me on Twitter at Taybolt. That's T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T. Or on Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. You have that down to a science. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I've done it once or twice. Just just once or twice. <laughs> well, let's go right into it because like the show, uh, I love, we talked about this in our last episode, they don't mess around. They go straight into the action, picking up right where they left off. Yeah, I think they're really nailing this. Uh, and I think I think it's brilliant when you do a season release like this to, uh, to have these really climactic cliffhangers where there's absolutely not, there's not a moment passes in between episodes. Because we, we talked about it last episode, and it's the same thing this episode. The first scene happens like one second after the last thing that we saw uh, in the previous episode. And it just makes you want to go, uh, yes, next, please. Yes, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. I click next and show I mean, me the next it's, episode. It's, it's literally that kind of moment where if you got up to grab a drink or something, you wouldn't know that the episode changed. Right. You know like, what I mean? It was like at that same time. So Yeah. So the prince is shot. He's very shot. I mean, and now (laughs) people are scattering. (laughs) And the thing I found the most interesting, and we talked about this in the last episode about media, was one of the first things they were concerned with doing before they're like, oh, what's the word? Like, secure the area. They're like, get the cameras. Well, like, they the, don't want anybody to find oh, out right. that the prince has been shot. That is very interesting. And I also thought that it was the cameras, potentially, because those would be a great way to conceal a weapon. Yeah, that's And the flash and the bolts. That's what was my initial thought, thought yeah. was that some guy was, like, had a pistol inside the camera, maybe, and, and, and took the shot that way. But I, I actually like yeah. that, where it's like, oh, we, that didn't we, we even want cross to contain my that. Mind, so. <laughs> 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 that's why there's three of us. I didn't know you said until after. It makes well, a lot no, of sense. I'm interested, because... 
Well, it's that sign of weakness. It was live broadcast, we know, to some degree. But, uh, you know, we had the same sort of talk uh, last episode, whether or not, is it, I mean, is it televised? Is it just radio? Mm-hmm. How easy would it be for them to try to conceal this sort of thing? Because you, you see, uh, you know, you see Frank go back and listen to the radio and try to find out more yeah. information, and we get the vibe that he doesn't actually hear anything. So it's right. not it's not ridiculous to think that the Japanese government is trying to keep this totally well, under wraps. And can we just talk about how he runs off? And he's like standing, at, I don't know, in that one moment, like we see him, he like pulls the gun out and then like puts it back in his pocket. I'm right. like, just want to make bro, sure it's there. come on, <laughs> yeah, right? Nope. But, yeah, still packing. But we did see something fell out of his pocket. Oh, oh yes, yeah, we drop did. chain. Uh, yes. The necklace he made. <laughs> the necklace. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those where I go back and forth because I think that could have so much significance. Could that be the shooter? But then I'm like, there was a crowd of like hundreds of people. Sure. There's no way that you could logically or reasonably think that this necklace has anything to do with, with anybody. anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, but but Tagomi, Tagomi-san finds the necklace and he seems to think it's significant in some way. Now, whether or not it's, it's maybe, because we don't know what the necklace actually represents. Mm-hmm. My only thinking was because that exact same thing, like you wouldn't see a necklace and be like, oh, this must be the person who took the shot. <laughs> yeah. You would just be like, oh, there's a necklace on the ground. Like, yeah. logically, there was a bunch of people here a minute ago. Sprinting away. Exactly. And, and Someone dropped a necklace. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if there's a symbol or there's some something about the shape or it has some meaning. My first thought was it was sort of like the uh, the Star of David pendants mm-hmm. that maybe or, it had some sort of significance like that that we don't know of yet. Or, um, I just thought of this. This is yeah. not something I thought of earlier. But you're saying that he makes replica guns. Like, he yeah. works in a shop with metal. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that they talked about, you know, a couple times um, he gets asked about his jewelry yeah, if he's in this right. episode. Yeah, if he's still doing it. And so I wonder if there's a way to track the metal from the necklace back to that to the factory, yeah, that's factory. Quite possible. and yeah. then to him as the jewelry maker. That's possible. Um, and then with the bullets that he bought, you know, like in some way, there this whole thing where it's like he works in a replica gun shop. <laughs> he makes these necklaces from the same metal, you know, and, the, and he, he bought, bought these bullets, bullets. Yes. you know. So maybe without actually knowing how significant it is, right. you know, when when the trade minister finds it. It ends up being, it ends up being a huge problem yeah, for Frank. Sure. I think that but just it's still still that leap in logic to find this necklace and be like, "This is my guy." Like, I mean, guy. and and technically, we don't know that that's what he's thinking. Sure, but it just you know the way it cinematically like fell, and then the way like he picks it up, and mm. then of course there's something else going. We on. see it at the end of the episode, right. uh, and Juliana sees it, and I think it's more significant for her than anybody at this point yeah. because. She's probably, I mean, I don't know. I would be thinking, like, how the heck did he get this necklace <laughs> right. that my boyfriend gave me and I left on his dresser? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what? she probably and assumes what that. What the heck is Frank doing they with got it in it his from pocket? Frank. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. there's something probably happened to Frank. That's probably her next thought is, oh no, where's Frank? What happened to Frank? Was right. he hurt? Right, but even so, like, to, to, why is it significant at this point? Like, why, I would be so weirded out mm. if I was Juliana. Like, why is this. Yeah. Like, why How did necklace? he get this necklace? Yeah. Why does he have it? Like, why is he carrying it in his hands through the hallway? Right. First of all, and uh, she's just been through a stressful situation in general. Yeah, I know, right? That scene uh, makes your skin crawl. <laughs> and we didn't even see much. Yeah, of we didn't. Even, no, we don't, we don't really yeah. know what happened. Right. But um, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that for sure. I think as an overarching theme, Frank Frank is a terrible, terrible assassinator. Like the dude, <laughs> yeah. when well, it comes yes. to crimes, like yeah. we got Joe on one hand who's putting together a murder like cover up, 
and in an hour, <laughs> and, an hour. and then you've got you've got Frank Frank who's out there and he's just doing every mistake in the book he's getting yeah. the stuff from where he works he's bringing <laughs> items that are definitely distinguishable to who he is and he's His signing knows. off yeah. for the bullets he's and bleeding yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't even do it he yeah. actually he's like man this looks he really let a like I did see yeah. him with a gun yeah. any there. Law and Order episode he's the first guy they talk to because he looks so suspicious he's they're like suspicious. this is the guy the guy loading boxes who just won't stop doing it to right. talk to us yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Frank oh sorry I gotta make these replica guns like I didn't shoot anybody I got so many guns to make like, like it's absurd what are you talking so I will say more than anything else in this entire episode the thing that shocked me was Juliana goes home and so does Joe yeah it, yeah, like, it was shocking <laughs> what it felt like the, what it felt like the first four episodes we were sort of building to this thing and, and we and it wasn't the thing, them going to their separate no, places it, was it meeting, wasn't that it was them meeting the man in the high castle and whether or not that just escalated too quickly or what the deal is well, but it's like we find out okay that's not gonna happen I mean right now. I didn't actually think they were gonna meet the man in the high castle no, yeah. I don't think anybody did you know it's too yeah. soon um, but, or there would be some twist, but you know, but there wasn't. It was predictable in that sense, and not in a bad way either. But I did not see it coming. That and, and knowing that, and in, in our last one, having watched this episode already, I it was hard not to be like, I have the biggest prediction ever because <laughs> I've already seen it. But sure. no, I would have never predicted that. I think that the story in itself, you said, you know, if everything is fresh, it starts over, like they both go back home. Yeah. And that's kind of like the new normal. The name of the episode is the new normal. And even Frank, as he's leaving, he goes, we can never go back. I'm talking about surviving, getting through today, Juliana. He's changed where he's no longer keeping his head down and just moving forward. Everything for them has changed. Like I relate, everybody is experience in the story so far is like a bender in Vegas where you go out, you have a great time or a really bad time, and the next morning you're sitting there going, what the heck just happened? You're like, talking about all the situations. The, the difference new. is this can never, this will never go back to yeah. normal. I mean, sure. I thought it was so interesting. She just walked back in the house and he's like playing with the radio and you know, and he just so like nonchalantly mentions that the prince was shot. Yeah, right. You well, know, and she, she even asked him point blank at one point. She's like, you know, can we? So does that mean we're just going to go back to the way things were? And he's like, Julian, we can't go back. And he's right. There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. This literally is changed. the new normal. Exactly. I mean, and we see the parallel uh, with Joe's situation when he goes back to New York City. I mean, one of the first things that we see happen is he gets kidnapped on the street, kidnapped, quote unquote, yeah. on the streets. He gets bagged and put into a van. Uh, and taken to uh, to meet with uh, well to meet with Oban Group and Fear Oban Group and Fear, but before that to be vetted yeah. Uh, yeah. on tape as they like read his report skeptically, and you know that's that relationship is forever altered for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, namely that Joe didn't take a shot at the man in the high castle, which he wasn't going to get to anyways. And that seemed pretty obvious. Like if I was Joe, I wouldn't think that I would actually even be able to get there because why yeah. would they? Why they don't need to bring me there? They just need this film. Uh, but even so, he'd let the film slip into the into enemy hands, which was, I think, the ultimate sort of cardinal sin in the uh, in the mission. Especially since we find out that uh, he doesn't even have like Lem has disappeared, so it's not like he even it wasn't even for anything. Yeah. It's like he, they don't even have this this resistance leader. They didn't. So ID this what guy. do you think happened to Lem? I think Lem yeah. packed up and left. I mean, I think that it was. He sort of expended whatever he could do in Cannon City, uh, and okay. yeah, I, I think it was. Very you don't much think like, he was taken or anything? No, I think, I think he's on his he left mission. on his own. Okay, I, I think that he left to, to get out of there. I think that he he knew that okay, these two people are going to leave now, and mm-hmm. the marshals here wrecking stuff. Like it's time to move on, no. and I think he's right in doing. This. I mean, if I were him, I would I would get out at that point. He has a he has a wife and kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. as soon as stuff got weird, I'd be gone. Like as and soon he completed as, his so, mission, and he got two, he got two films. Yeah. Like, that's a big that's a big day for him. Yeah, he 
doubled down. So he's like, hey, man, the high castle. The castle's not looking so big. I'm kind of yeah. getting up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I want to go back to Juliana because you said a wife and kids. So, you know, one of the first things Frank says to her also is maybe you should go see your mom. Your mom's been worried about you. Yeah. And so she goes and she doesn't admit she ever left town. You know, her mom's like, oh, I thought maybe you got a job. And it just goes back to, we, we talked about the media, but communication and all of that. I mean, it wasn't, you didn't talk to your mom every day or text her off and on or, you know, there, there wasn't that, they, it sounds like they didn't even just like stop by each yeah. other's house. It's not like her mom, like her mom, if she was worried or wonder what's going on, why didn't she come over or there, call? Like that's just this, not the culture. There's an assassination attempt and nobody, she doesn't even know. And it's been like yeah. over a day and she's still like, oh, what, in my city? Like somebody almost got yeah. shot. Yeah. Like you're that's like, how funny. do you not know? But <laughs> I thought it was crazy that she didn't in any way let her parents know that Trudy's dead. She didn't do that. Yeah. Well, it also and t- t- th- that's how she found out about Frank's family being right. killed. Well, like Frank's both not the of those talker, things. but yeah, that was a it was a big scene. I like. Um, first of all, I love because what you were saying before about them trying to hide it, like them trying to take the cameras away. That being the first thing. Oh yeah, it, it, it lends credence to that as a theory, mm-hmm. just because they don't know. Like it's yeah. not like there's been a, a press release. Like by the way, just so everyone yeah. knows, the prince was shot. Everything's yeah. cool yeah. though. <laughs> like I, it seems like they are trying to keep it under wraps. Uh, a lot of people are trying to keep stuff under wraps. You know, she's lying about Trudy. Frank didn't tell her about uh, his sister. Uh, there's a lot of... Just in this world in general, and think... it's one of the things that's so good about this world, is there's a lot of subversion, and there's a lot of um, uh, like hiding stuff. Yeah. Do you of... think he, Frank didn't tell her because he's mad? Or because he just didn't want her to feel bad and like have that be on her shoulders? I think he's too self-involved still at the moment. I don't think that... Her coming back I mean, has brought him out of like I, him seeing yeah. red still. So it's not yeah. a priority. He's still focusing on what he needs to do. I think that he doesn't have anything to gain from her mm. uh, in, in one way or the other from, from putting that on her. So mm-hmm. maybe it is sort of like a combination of it being selfish to where like it doesn't matter. Like he doesn't need to tell her. He doesn't feel the need to let her in on that. Mm-hmm. But also, wh- what good would it do if she knew? And so maybe, maybe it's partly like. I mean, to it's spare not her. that it would do her any good, but at the same time, like you live with someone and they're not going to tell you yeah. that their family died. Yeah. But this is the new normal. This is <laughs> lies. <laughs> Before they would have hiding. I, just, I don't feel the love between them, anyways. Like I still like. You I think it's when- ruined. I feel, yeah, it's tarnished it in a way. Be, I just right? don't see that appealed. What? He abandoned her for situation and put her harm's way, and she did the same thing back. It's, it's, they're both being very selfish in their overall goal. It's supposed to be a well, team. Well, and I mean, she, well, she left. Yeah. And I, he 100% uh, didn't know really where she was going or why she was going. He didn't understand any of it. Yeah. And I don't think he ever thought she was coming back. And that was actually one thing I was really surprised about because Ed, you know, towards the end of the last, I think it was the end of the last mm-hmm. episode, says something like, no, she loves you. Like, Juliana will come back, you know, when she can, when she's done. Yeah, I didn't know that and, was on the table. And I, and I was like, uh, <laughs> no, she's not. And yeah. then, like, and she's she on a bus at the, the beginning of the next episode. episode what, ten minutes yeah. in? I'm like, well, no, Ed, no, you can't be right. Like, well, I, you're a great guy, but you can't be the one that's right, right. right now. Exactly. Well, like, the, what about Joe? I like Joe. I, I, I mean, that was my prediction. I mean, I yeah. want, I kind of want Juliana and Joe to well, kind of, like, have a JJ, thing. Which I hate doing. Like I, I hate the like cliche romance, you know. I hate that. But what you're, but what you're sensing, I think, is is completely realistic and and pertinent. And that I want them to save each other. You know, they sort of mm-hmm. have this opportunity. They're from these sort of separate worlds that used to be the same world, and they can save each other in a way. Like, are you Jul- talking about Juliana, Juliana and Joe? And Joe. Like okay. She can if if he if he. Um, 
puts his stock sort of in her mm-hmm. and, uh, as a person. It, it pulls him away from his support for the Nazi regime. You know what I mean? And, and for her, it's like it gives her uh, a, a deeper sense of purpose since she's lost so much. I mean, we you know we know that she okay. didn't have a dad. She didn't have uh, and, and and this thing with the, the her situation with Frank is is tenuous at best. You know, I, I feel like Frank and Juliana. I feel like that triangle is still going to happen, and that like she, like the her and Frank storyline is going to progress, and somehow from you know long distance or whatever, I think they're going to obviously meet up again at some point. Yeah. But uh, Juliana and Joe, that that still exists because there's a lot of chemistry there. But uh, I'm I'm more. This, well, this sounds so lame. I'm more Team Joe than I am Team Frank. For I know, sure. and I hate I hate being that way. Yeah, you think but, so? But it is one of those things where. With with Joe and I mean they've now been through something that they went through together. You know she was on. Mm. Whereas Frank, you know this like you called it, he's still looking in the mm. red or however you worded that. He's doing this all on his own. Yeah, and he's not letting her in. I mean, and, and not that she let him in, but I think that's sort of where like the break. They're now on their own paths. Like they're motivated by totally separate things, and they're not connecting or working together in any way. I mean now they just sort of happen to live together which is really sad which is odd but yeah. it also kind of speaks to like their there, love right? you know because <laughs> it's like if if that could do that that quickly because i don't think she was gone for months and months i think she no, was gone yeah. for days like yeah. maybe a week at best yeah, it's, so summer it love. seems like a few days i'm gonna you be know. i'm gonna like looking because i think they they bring reference to it at one point maybe i'm maybe i just had dreamed this but it seems like it was in the span of like a few days that all of this sort of yeah, happen. I mean, but I'm like adding like a, you know what a day on either end for like the bus ride, you sure. know, so I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like a week tops, so yeah. like a six or tops. seven days I, I max. Would say yeah, a week tops. I think that's I mean, fair. It may be as low as like four. Yeah, you know, but there's, there's a new romance in her life as well that we find out at the very end. That gentleman, he's a new, he's a new. Rom- oh my gosh, that interest. is not romance. There's nothing <laughs> romantic okay, so about that. She's got that. a Nazi Keith, on one end, an assassin on the other end, and then a guy who's pushing on her. Like, none of her options are good options. Yeah, She's got really bad options. What, but what do you do in that scenario? We, we actually, you know, it's unresolved at the end of the episode. We don't really know how she handles that situation right. in the room. Well, but she has this opportunity. She's faced with this chance. Like, if I get this job, I have an opportunity to undermine. Let's go back, though, because we have to get to the point where she's even interested in getting a job, sure. I think. And, and you know, so it's the new normal. And, and so she's home now. So she goes to her parents. She sees them. She goes back to her dojo studio. Or class, you know, whatever mm. that's called, and they basically won't let her in. You yeah, know, he's she, like, she finds out this she's is a wanted. place of harmony and peace, yeah. And then she finds out she's wanted, and uh, like a very, I don't know, inexperienced person that's wanted, <laughs> she like goes to check in. You know, she goes like straight well, to the people looking yeah. for I, her I think and gets interrogated. If she's if she's trying to live in San Francisco again in any capacity, it's sort of like she has to do that. Yeah, which why did she go back? I don't know. That's a, well. Also, so Kansas was City wasn't really the most hospitable place yeah. in the world. Uh, well, I mean, true. Know. I mean, she did have to leave, I mean, which I get. Like, she had to leave there. She, she but had to fake her death. And I leave, just, but. I guess, I just thought her and Joe would be on to the next adventure. Which I still yeah. think that there's that possibility because now it, we have Joe be, yeah. at a point where he's being, you know. Contrary we, we to John Smith. Awesome, yeah, we have yeah. this awesome uh, interrogation montage where both of them are sort of being grilled yes, by their which is what I really wanted to get to. Yeah, administrative people. Because he gets captured and she, like, and, and again, I don't know, maybe that speaks to both of who they are. She just, like, turns herself in. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's like, oh, I'm wanted? Okay, well, yeah, I didn't check in. I'll, I'll and, go check in. And, and Joe, has Joe gets, like, dragged in, yeah. you know? Um, 
And, yeah, to keep images up to ensure that if it's anyone is watching, his cover remains intact. Yeah. And yeah. I think for her, I think she goes up there to turn herself in because she... Look what they have done to Frank. At this point, she knows what's happened. She knows yeah. what's at stake. She's like, they'll kill my family, too. Like, want, She didn't even know she was wanted. So right. it's a situation sure. where it's like, better to get ahead like, of it. How could she not no. know? Yeah, you you should have been able to guess that you were wanted. Right. Yeah. In some capacity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean or, or at least after Frank tells you. Because, again, that's one of those things where it's like, well, if you show up at home and Frank doesn't tell you that anything's happened. I mean, you really don't have any reason to no. think something went wrong. But how wanted is she? I mean, she literally got investigated on the bus. She walked around town. She went to the dojo. People saw her. Like she couldn't be that wanted. And then, well, then like really turned herself and got interrogated, yeah. and basically left the end of the interrogation. The guy's like, you know, things will never go back to normal yeah. for you, right? You know, like she's clearly on a list. She's been flagged. She's going to be watched. Yeah, because of leaving and the circumstances I, of I how say, she left. Investigator was it Keto, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. It's played by I think play, so. played by Joel. And I think yeah. he does he does a really a really good yes. job uh with that character. His is sort of to me now set up as to me he's like he's the counterpart to Overgroup and Fuhrer, you know, in mm-hmm. the Pacific States, but he's sort of like the arch bad guy in my in my mm. eyes or the arch like systemic villain because he we also see him sort of starkly opposed to to Gomi and Rudolph and the things that they're so it's it's almost like he's counteracting two different storylines so it could, because he bears yeah. down on Frank and on Juliana but also bears down on Rudolph uh, or and to Gomi yeah. and we we see where's Obergroup and Fuhrer just relates to Joe and Joe's storyline with Juliana yeah. uh, it's really interesting that he he sort of has because originally when we first started this it was like Obergroup Obergroup and Fuhrer was like the uh, icon for the system right yeah. but to me it's, it's it's Investigator Keto now like that's that's like the guy Interesting. Well, I think he is the most brash of those that we've seen in the Japanese uh, hierarchy sure, yeah. and John Smith has been that of you know the German Reich yeah for but sure he, his situation I feel like he's the epitome of country over self mm. whereas they he, what his he believes country's oh, purpose we're is talking about the John Smith overgroup and Fuhrer Smith no no I'm touching that okay. yeah I think that his his thing is country over self and his he believes that by country that is rule with an iron fist make sure mm-hmm. that everyone stands in line and if he messes up he will kill himself as well like he'll do the act of ritual it's a seppuku I put a star by this on my little notebook here that was I was so I was so Inspired and happy to see that they included uh, like a traditional uh, cultural in, yeah in this because it's uh, that was something that was relevant in World War II. I mean there was there was reports of in the battle uh, and people on that's, the I don't think that's something of, I mean I didn't know that that was something oh, yeah. that after I heard, you know mm-hmm. I like scribbled that down and I you know was kind of went back and looked I mean also knowing that of course if it's included in the capacity of a very traditional cultural ceremony if you will you know. Uh, right. That, that that's a real thing. Like they're not just gonna make that up yeah. and like throw that into a show that's Oh no, it's like it's, this. it's very I mean this goes back to this is like an like an ancient samurai thing. Like yeah. this this goes back to like uh I think what the, the samurai first the order came to be known as samurai sometime in like mm-hmm. the twelfth century, something like that. Uh, this goes back to like around that time, and you see it all through feudal Japan. Uh, and in World War II, if a general failed, or even there's reports of entire uh, squadrons or platoons of, of Japanese soldiers who feel like they have failed their mission or are going to be captured, would opt to kill themselves instead. Yeah. And it's, Which I mean, is crazy. It's the, same, I think. it's the same thing as like kamikaze pilots. Yeah. You know, it's like giving your life. Uh, for your state, which is something that um, you, I mean, you see manifested in a much more, um, 
uh, what's the word? Not brutal, but a much more uh, expensive, at least expensive in terms of loss of life, in a much more expensive way in the Japanese states than you do in the German states. And I, I, this is go, it goes even harkens back to real history. In the war, uh, you, you didn't see a lot of German soldiers who were going to kill themselves. Off themselves. No. no. Yeah. For for why the would they? It's not right. a cold, they have nothing to gain from that. Well, well no, is, but that's the thing is that you did see kamikaze pilots. You know what I mean? Like that was a real thing yeah. where Japanese pilots would fly their planes into ships. Like they would they would kill themselves for their mission for their cause. Right. But but I feel like there's definitely something different because we have suicide bombers today. You know, I mean, there's still people that are doing those kinds of things to bring harm. There, there's a difference, I guess, in having your mission being you are going to lose your own life to accomplish the mission and taking your own life because you failed at your mission. Sure. I think that's, that's to maintain also, your honor, though. That yeah. They're looking at a situation where they're given a mission. This is your mission. Do this. And why Tagomi and Kido are opposite, uh, you know, they oppose one another. And when they have the meeting in the office and he speaks to him, well, why are my guests being detained? Yeah. It's a situation of, I'm sorry to dis- disappoint you, but his life is on the line. His life is on the line. And he's, right. he's like, I need to find who did this. Nobody is leaving because by you saying you're going to release somebody, that's pretty much saying, my life is invaluable to you. Right. And, like, and if he's willing to risk his life for the mission to find out who shot the prince, then he would expect other people in the same position as him to do the same thing. Right. And so I could see the aggression from him. He's like, look, I, my life's on the line. The, the Whoever was leading ahead of him who performed that, he killed himself because he knew he had to maintain his honor and he stood by what he believed and what others believed that he believed. And that's why he's in that position. They're right. not going to just give it to a guy give him the control of, of the investigation if they think he's going to be like, well, I'm sorry, guys, I didn't find it. You know, like, right. Mm. Well, and, th- and that's the thing, you know, if you look at, the in that in that way, I think, like, the ceremony of seppuku sort of serves the same purpose as far as furthering a cause. If you know that failure means death for you and your society and your, your cultural sphere, mm-hmm. then you're, you're going to, you're not going to fail, you know what I mean? You're going to die before you fail or you're going to fail you're going to die failing, I guess, or you're going to try trying. as hard as you yeah. can. Yeah. yeah, it's it's because you're going to die either way. You know what I mean? And that's something that I don't know we can speak to, at least with the same gravity when we go to the Grand Reich, because in uh, a more westernized European or American cultural sphere, that's not as much of a thing. You know, failure is failure, but uh, in the Japanese states, as was the case in the Japanese Empire during the actual war, uh, failure usually meant death. Either you right. failed well, and you died, or if you were a, a, a general and if you lost, a lot of times the emperor would ask you, or you would just take it upon yourself, or some superior would ask you to off yourself uh, in an honorable way, and it was a way to save honor, but it still meant death. Yeah. Well, do we right. see two signs of failure? Joe failed, as well, did and, and that's the a, That was official. actually exactly where I was yeah. going. I mean, we don't see Joe off himself because he had to turn in the film. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean... And they are, he clearly isn't a valuable asset to them to an extreme extent. He is somebody that, I mean, while interrogating the resistance member, they almost shot their own guy in the head, one of their own officers in the head in last episode because they're like, oh, well, all right, the only way we're going to get an honest answer out of him is if we put a gun to his head. And so it just shows sure, that yeah. it, they don't value life. Right. It and, means nothing to them if they kill a, one of their soldiers. definitely, I think, um, more of the time than of either culture mm-hmm. because all, I feel like all cultures didn't value life the way all cultures do now you know yeah. we, we all oh, sure. as mean, societies didn't value life the way we do. i mean but we're living long i mean there's a whole lot of reasoning behind why now well, life i think 
humanity uh, is held to a higher level and, and kind of respected more by yeah, all. Right. Well, World War II was a big sort of pivot point in world history because, like, specifically around sort of the value of life in a lot of ways. The, the Great Wars were wars of human resource in a lot of in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. I think what I'm what I was trying to say in regards to the seppuku is I was that is something that was a cultural thing and that's not a cultural thing today in the same way at, at all. You know what I mean? Like it's. But it was it, during World War II still. It right. Was no, I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I thought it was really cool that they maintained that through... And included it. In, and included it in the series because it's something that probably would have been uh, at least, if not I mean, not the same, but at least right. would have been somehow more relevant than it is today had uh, had the war turned out mm-hmm. the way that it does in the series. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was just a very cool inclusion. And... Um, they did the ceremony. They did the ceremony justice. Like that was that's what the so, ceremony is. You you stab and then you slice and then someone hacks your head off. I mean it's brutal. Yeah, but it's I um, I did one of these culturally relevant and specific. I can't. I don't watch blood. Uh, <laughs> but so moving past that, you know, we we talked about the conversation where the trade minister is trying to get his foreigner guys their mm-hmm. passports back so they can carry on with their business. Because I mean, we are talking about important people you yeah. know that are trying to get back and carry on with their business and i did find it interesting that there was one man in particular you know that we see leave that he actually goes out of his way to get him a diplomatic airfare mm-hmm. ticket right, so that yeah so that he yeah. doesn't have to have an identification to fly yeah he's really sticking his neck out to gomi is for for rudolph and in this situation. i don't know if you guys caught it but at the beginning you know because rudolph was on the stage right yeah. and you know and so um when they're filing out and they're you know doing one of these and they're scanning everybody he rips that paper up yeah and he swall- well he ripped up the envelope that was holding the, the microfilm, film? Okay. and then he, he swallowed, swallowed the, the microfilm. Micro yeah, because then we see him later in the episode. He retrieves the microfilm. Because yeah. I was under the impression, like initially, I was like, oh, "Okay, the microfilm's gone. Like he ate it." Yeah. But then we find out in discussion with Tagomi that, "Oh no, it's it's okay. We just have we just you have to wait, wait for it. a little yeah, while." It's like if the dog eats <laughs> your keys. Yeah, you know, exactly. you just got to wait for it. Like, well, here we go. So, but he gets it back, right? and then uh, that scene I thought was just a really intense and, and good scene where we see Tagomi like, "Hey, okay, head down, walk this way. Like, be downstairs in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Don't walk." Too Fast. Elevator three. Yeah, exactly. Like here's your, here's your ticket. You're gonna get on a plane, mm-hmm. and then Rudolph sees his opening. He sees his contact across the room. Mm-hmm. He has the he has the film, the microfilm in his hand, and he's like, "I'm going in for this." But someone knows, like, there's someone. I don't know how he said that he would recognize mm-hmm. him, but one of the one, the yeah, escort, he just said that he recognized. Yeah, him. So he, he said he know knows him. me. Yeah. yeah, right. So, he didn't say how. So we have to see how that plays out because he does it. We see him yeah. actually drop the microfilm mm-hmm. into his into his contacts um, mm-hmm. jacket. But he gets recognized in the process, and we see him. We see him walk out, but it's very ominous. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that because it's one of those where uh, he says, "Oh no, you know, only if something about Sweden, mm-hmm. Stockholm, right. or you Stockholm, know, yeah, yeah, you know, so uh, only if you know Sweden or you're just Stockholm <laughs> or however he words, you know, basically right. trying to imply that he's from Sweden yeah, and right. in Stockholm." Uh, and but it seems like a very weird interaction. Like. Well, and that's and so it's one of those where it it does it leaves us, it's ominous because it's like okay, so is he just going to shake it off, or right. is the guy going to like do some digging and figure out? Yeah. Oh no, that's not really some well, dude from Sweden. I and saw they've, yeah. they've shown that character before, and he was the one who walked up and actually moved the science minister yeah. over and changed his seats. He's like, you're well too, you know, respected to be sitting way back here. Let's move you up to the front. And so it goes to show he's going to be a recurring character. He has some weight yeah. and some gravity when it comes to the science minister. Yes. Well, and I'm wondering if he somehow knows 
about this plot that Rudolph and Tagomi have because he if he's the one who specifically moved the science minister mm-hmm. before right right because I have, I have a theory that that what's on the microfilm uh, I mean it's obviously like something to do it's it's chemical in some way shape or form because we saw like a molecular structure whether it's a breakdown of like how to make a nuclear bomb or something about jet fuel because we've referenced like the Nazis have the um, mm-hmm. have uh, the developed far more for, ahead for yeah. but, and that's who and their the word Japanese is going to drop the bomb though the, was, even the Japanese and you know, the free people, they've all mm-hmm. mentioned that the Nazis are the one who are going to drop the bomb. Right. And they keep referencing. And even in reality, the Nazis were close to well, developing the bomb. In, yeah. in this, well, in this context, they had dropped the bomb. Because yeah. in the context of the show, they dropped the bomb on D.C. before the U.S. At least that's, that's yeah. our impression at this point. Right. Is that D.C. was nuked and the U.S. They basically beat the U.S. to the developing the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of like, at least as far as I can gather, the reason... Why the U.S. lost the war? Um, so I mean, that's the most obvious thing is that it's somehow plans for the for an atomic bomb. But now the science minister has it. But the question is, does this other guy who was kind of his escort mm-hmm. know that he has it now? Like, does he somehow know or at least suspect? I think that he suspects. I don't know if he knows point blank, but I think that he knows there's something fishy going on because he moved this guy maybe away from this guy. This guy kind of followed mm-hmm. him, and now this guy yeah. like bumped into him in the hallway. Well, and is this guy's around is him? The- uh, I don't know his name, but um, the guy that recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Did, if he, does he, he his name. pick it up? You know what I mean. Like, does he notice? I don't think he the, picked up on the drop. You, you know what I mean. I don't yeah. think he picked up on the drop, but I think he knows that something's off about right. this guy who was just right. like, not if you don't know Stockholm, and then like, yeah. awkwardly turning around and leaving just to where like, like oh, s- is he gonna come back? Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a button on that scene for me. Like that will come back up. But of course, oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, that absolutely. officer is incredibly, you know. He's egotistical. The dude stopped, but he caught a mirror and he stopped by. And the only reason the mission was even able to be had is because yeah, he's like, he's like checking "Oh, everybody, out. hold on, oh, so that's real nice, right?" Like yeah, that's, that's absurd. Yeah. That if, if, could you imagine if you were in the Nazi Reich and you a mission unfolded underneath your nose because you were checking yourself out? You're like, "Oh, this looks really good." You would have to I had to take a selfie. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know how good Hugo Boss looks? Like I look yeah. amazing in this uniform. <laughs> it just seems absurd, but. I'm really curious as to whether or not the science minister is involved in the plan because I think there's a lot of parts mm-hmm. where I feel like they pointed him as the point of contact. That's the guy. So there is somebody mm-hmm. relatable. But why is he not helping anyway? If he simply just popped his hand back like this, I don't it, think, the whole thing would have been a lot easier I, instead of the guy trying to like slip it into his pocket. I don't think he knows. I think the idea is that... You don't know who your contact is. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I don't think that he even knows anything about it. I think the idea is that he's going to like randomly stick his hand in his pocket and be like... Hey, what's this microfilm? And then oh, figure out like, oh, okay. this is the, the atomic bomb, and boom! All of a sudden, the Japanese Empire has nuclear capabilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's okay, the idea. Okay. And then I think, interesting. Yeah, that's at least that's what what, what, what I like. What I'm thinking about this because why else would you target a science, uh, science minister? And, and why is he not helping at all? Why does he not seem to have any knowledge of it? You know, because right. he doesn't even he doesn't acknowledge Rudolph. He doesn't recognize yeah. Rudolph. Right. Rudolph I guess that's goes, true. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But now he has the plans for something, something important, yeah. presumably a nuke, in his jacket pocket. And he's a science minister, so he he has the means to A, recognize... Bless you. No, bless Thank you. you. A, Sorry, a, guys. <laughs> a, recognize what it is, and B, do something Develop with it. it. Yeah. You know, he, he can use it in some way, shape, or form. And his first thought's going to be, where'd this come from? And I just hope nobody tells him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> where'd seriously. this come from? I don't want to know. Well, yeah. you know I there's going to be a way <laughs> it gets traced somehow, yeah. you know, potentially. Well, maybe, well, but, but in either case, like, once he has that, then the Japanese Empire has nukes. And that may be enough of a deterrent to prevent... 
this war from happening, which yeah. which leads uh, which lends some weight to Tagomi what Tagomi's plan overall was, which is that deterrence, like yeah. deterrence from war, like mm-hmm. maintain the peace. It's sort of like now there's going to be like a cold war between. Uh, the Pacific states and the Great Reich, you know, yeah. because neither side, if but like once the Japanese can develop the nuclear weapons, then it's it would, it would, it would be, be what could bring us everyone. to a Cold War. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly so, the Cold War scenario with different with different countries involved. Yeah. So now let's go because Juliana meets this woman. Mm-hmm. Right. She meets um, like the resistance woman. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the same woman that approached Frank before that he was kind of like, hey, screw you. Right. Uh, too. But she approaches Juliana with a little bit of information. But she was not very forthcoming. I don't I don't understand. In the beginning, yeah. I mean, she was kind of a, you yeah. know what, I, <laughs> I yeah. A little bugaboo. A little, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, bugaboo. I don't understand how she knows where to be. Like where these people are and how to approach them and know well, so much about what's going on with them. This I lo- think it's. I mean, she's had a couple of days to like figure some stuff out. You know, sure, like she knows but- Trudy's dead. It's probably not hard to follow a drunk Frank home from the bar yeah. to then see that uh, Juliana came home. To then, you know what I mean? To then follow. Her. Like I don't think this lady has. I don't think she has a lot else to do. Sure, I well, guess is what I'm maybe. Getting at. I mean, that, and we also still don't really know how big the resistance is. Like maybe, really yeah. maybe Lem was like, expect her. You and, know what I mean? Look for like her. Them. It's this new chick now. It's not Trudy anymore. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, because we so we know Randall's dead. Not that we. And that's how Juliana found her. Was going to Randall's old address. Right. And you know she doesn't want to give a lot of information. But the thing that I thought was interesting was what Juliana she said. Um, this has to be about something more. Mm-hmm. And I just, again, it's like all she wants is answers. Like she's not on anyone's side. She's yeah. just on the, she's just on the side of like knowledge and truth. It's, that's all she wants at this point. But Juliana? Yeah. 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 But at I what still point, feel like that's all she cares it's about. Not, it's not knowledge and truth so much as it's curiosity to me, but it's, it's like what's, she's seen the film. I honestly think that was the inciting action for her is that she's seen the film and now she knows that something's, there's something else. Bigger. Yeah, either there's something else going on or like, cause we saw the snippet of that film. That's the only yeah. film that we've seen any part of. And it was the allies winning the war. So either that happened somehow or in some alternate reality that happened or at the very least someone had the mean, had the means and capabilities to make this really intense propaganda. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I know that there's something else going on there. Um, I actually just in in us talking through this episode, I'll save it for, uh, for predictions. But I have a prediction about about who like the man in the high castle is. Okay, well let's yeah. let's quick then let's just talk about the final scene okay. and then go into predictions. Okay. So the final scene, uh, well I guess that was kind of leading into it. So she meets this woman and the woman kind of is basically like, I would never ask you to do. Th- I would never ask anybody, but you know we do. You know if somebody could get a job. In the building, right. you know, just kind of, it's like she's like throwing breadcrumbs, right? right you yeah. know, and and just wants to see if she'll bite, and mm-hmm. she does, and she does. Well, she does to an extent. We don't know to what extent. Well, I mean, she bites in the sense that she goes and applies for the job. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, she definitely took the bait, and she meets and Mr. Eto. Yeah, Eto, <laughs> Mr. Eto, who uh, was not my favorite character in this episode. I imagine he doesn't, he doesn't have a right, lot of which, fans out Okay, there. and again, so he's got the necklace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he, no, no Tagomi has the, the necklace. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yes, when she into. leaves out. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, but, when she runs out of the room. Well, she runs out of the room. Yeah. We don't know what happened in the room other than right. that he um, 
inappropriately sort of what's the word uh, propositioned her not sort of yeah he was I mean he well. unzipped his pants <laughs> yeah that's pretty much as far as you can go yeah, <laughs> you know well and I thought it was interesting because the girl that sat next to her was like you're here for the job she didn't have a coat or anything on yeah mm. So I'm like, was she already in there? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? You know what no, I mean? That's or, true. Yeah. Or I just, I, not that it really matters because it's not really obviously about her. She's probably right. just an extra. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. You know, I can't imagine walking into an interview and having a man or, or, or a woman, you know, kind of say, well, I've got other things, you know, take your Stand coat up, off. Take yeah. off your coat. Yeah. yeah. Turn like, around. Comfortable. Like sizing up. I'd be like, Pretty sure <laughs> yeah. I know where this is going, and I'm not interested. And sure. even if I don't, if but, I'm wrong, the fact that you could say something that would make me think that's where this is going is also not right. okay. Again, but, but, <laughs> but the stakes are totally different. For all of a sudden, Juliana, her sister's dead, her boyfriend's family. Okay, dead. I don't. You know, I don't care how many people I love die. I'm not doing that for a job. Sure, and like, I don't think that's. That, I mean, I don't. I get the feeling that she didn't do it, but it is sort of still left up to ambiguity like we still don't yeah. know what oh, happened oh absolutely because or she tried to and didn't or if he yeah. forced himself because she wouldn't I mean there's a Who lot knows. of ways yeah. that that could have gone yeah or if she just ran out you know but but it is one it it, it is interesting and I can only speak from you know what I would do or what I think I would do you know because uh, that's one of those situations where it's like you don't know how you're going to handle it until you're in it sure um, in the sense that I mean, she was still just standing there as the pants were being unzipped. Like, she let him, you know, undress her as much as he could sitting down and then walk around and stand there, you know, after saying, you know, and some personal matters, you know, when and if and when I call for them or, you know, however he worded that. And it's like, okay, at some point he's like making you take your overclothes off and, you know, and coming around to stand, you know, a foot away from you. And then he unzips his pants. I mean... By the time he's unzipping his pants, I feel like she had to already know what he was implying. I think she knew well before oh, yeah. that. She that, didn't seem like I'm a saying, damn yeah. individual. Because for him, it's also one of those where he's he's not going to outright say anything, you know, because then if she goes out and tries to tell somebody, like... But I think that he can. It's a situation... This is 1950s. Yeah, this I, is not a time where women had power. Like uh, they, and also, he's, he's a Japanese man in power yeah. in a Japanese government society, and she's wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. that he's could... I don't think he's at any risk here. I don't think that he's okay. at any risk of uh, of getting caught. There's, I don't, like, there's not an HR department that's yeah. going to... Well, no, no, he I is don't, personnel. I don't, that's it. He, he is he, the he, HR right, department. He's the literal yeah. HR department. I don't, I don't mean in the sense of, like, getting in trouble. I mean, like, somebody, like, firing him or, you know, coming after him. Um, but I can't imagine that. I mean, there's got to be some disgrace... I don't. I don't think that mm-hmm. in his situation, he's so? he's in another country ruling over subjugating yeah. people. They are killing Jewish folk on a, on an afternoon on a Tuesday. Yeah. Like this, and women don't have rights back then. There was not a situation it, where civil rights existed it for women. Is a it's like for us obviously, and when you look at it, it's a disgraceful situation. But I don't think that his honor in the context is disgraced mm. in this world. Does that make sense? In the world of the show, All I think right. that he can absolutely get away with this. Um, I, think I don't like that. It should no, be. I, don't, I don't like that at all. I, I know, I know, and I don't either. And I think that's, I think that's the point. And I think they of do course. that well. They um, did, yeah, because I'm angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. very. Angry. It made you feel something. To me, the point. Oh, absolutely. Like, any, any art, it's like if you feel something, they did it well, even if what you feel is like your skin crawling. Like, all right. that's okay. How I feel. <laughs> really quick predictions. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll. Um. I have a big one, so I'll go. Okay. I'll go last. Oh, let's do this. And let's now, do this. Now, <laughs> you're after Buzz TV. 
Go first. Go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. So, um, I remembered for some reason, this came to me, like, as I was actually looking at the map, um, just, like, over there, like, over Mm -hmm. your shoulder, um... If you look at where like the the states are, like mm-hmm. the Pacific states, the part that's not touched is is the Rockies, right? And it's very specifically the Rockies. Yeah. Like the Grand Right goes as far as like mm-hmm. I think like North Dakota or something. If I remember right, there is a bunker. There is a giant bunker uh, that was built during the Cold War to house um, U.S. political figures, like deep inside of a mountain. And it's like a huge like elevator shaft straight down sort of thing, and I forget what it's called. Cheyenne Mountain. Maybe that's what it is, but it's um that that sounds really familiar. Okay, um, so but it's like a nuclear shelter, right? Okay. And I'm wondering like if the man in the high castle is in there. The president is the president of the old of the U.S. that somehow oh, is was hiding like out saved in quote unquote the castle from DC's yeah downfall and is and is sort of leading the resistance, which is this like loose affiliation of people who who were you know Ooh, uh, the American American I like that prediction government or government agencies or whatever it might. Be from the like the castle, which would be maybe the, this bunker. I also, you know, haven't read the book, and I'm glad I haven't read the book in the context of this. I keep show, debating. I, I keep so wanting hard. to watch. Yeah. It would be so. I'm going to read Sit here and talk. I think after after yeah, we wrap all yeah. yeah. Do you have any predictions? Yeah, I think the, my prediction, you know, bouncing off of yours, that of who the man in the high castle is. The when uh, John Smith is putting the envelope in the folder like mm-hmm. in his briefcase mm-hmm. as he's inviting him to VA day which sounds like a really fun party so I think Joe's gonna have a great time at the barbecue <laughs> also, at, at 11 I, but I, I, I hope that's sarcasm that, <laughs> of course that's sarcasm no, I, I but, love that um, I love that it was like uh, casual like oh we're having family over like come over come over yeah, yeah I know you haven't spent a lot of time around I almost your killed family you. yeah, right. I was gonna kill you the other day but well but like like when have you ever invited someone over and been like and the party starts at 11 o'clock do not be late <laughs> it's right. imperative so yes it's and so like a mission so my my prediction is they see the grasshopper folder and we've heard pre- previously that uh, the Nazis they're like oh we know who the man in the high castle is and he's dead they're very mm-hmm. like they're very affirmative about that fact so what I like to think is that the man in the castle is an individual that was high up in the Nazi party and he disbanded from them at a high rank so that like intricate of Nazi officials know who he is mm-hmm. but then they don't but so they know who he is they're trying to catch him and now he has those products and he's got the footage and he took stuff from the Japanese that he knows he knows where to hurt them and that's what he yeah. has and so he removed that you know you think, all those do materials you think it, do you think it could be like do you think it could be Hitler since we were talking I don't think about Hitler being dead being so I know he's yeah they said he was sick he had Parkinson's and all right, yeah, yeah. I don't think that it was I don't think it would be Hitler but I think it could be somebody that was yeah, within Hitler's office he's not a change office. of heart like, that's yeah, for sure <laughs> that, that guy seems pretty uh, stuck in his yeah, ways for sure well we you know not to predict that so the man in the high castle is either the president of the United States <laughs> or Adolf Hitler well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I definitely no, I don't think it's Hitler I don't think it's Hitler um, but yeah, it could be it could be one of the other higher ups or just mm. someone who has a lot of a lot of intel inside. See, I'm going to predict that the man in the high castle is is among us, if you will. Like he's uh, not know, he's, he's not holed up yet. somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not necessarily uh, already been like shown on screen, right. but just he's he's an everyday person. Like, you know, or or not not just one person. Like he's like the symbol. You know, yeah, like he's not like, like sort of like big brother, like Oz, yeah. or you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's well, that's all the time we have for tonight. <laughs> So we will be back. We will be back with episode six next time. So join us then. I am your host, Courtney Henderson. I can be found online at Cohen, C-O-U-H-E-N. 
gentlemen. I'm Keith W. Black. You can find me all over the net, Keith W. Black. Go ahead and write us a comment. We'll be able to continue the conversation on YouTube, iTunes, all those different sites. Yes, please do. Uh, my name is Taylor Bolt. You can find me on Twitter at TayBolt. That's T-U-I-B-O-L-D-T. Or on Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. Thank you guys <laughs> very much. Thanks very much. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.